the Hennessy Podcast. My name is Alex, the host, and also Nathan Malinick, the other host. So thanks for tuning in. And as always, we have an action-packed episode. Today's episode is actually brought to you by Shell Pennzoil. We have an amazing partnership and relationship, uh, more like family, with Shell and Pennzoil. And uh, we are powered by Shell Fuels, and we are lubricated and powered by Pennzoil lubricants. So pretty awesome. So today, what we are talking about is one of the most heated, debated, fiery topics of all time. This is a good one. Here we go. Drum roll. What is a supercar? What is a hypercar? What defines them? And all the cars that go in those categories. And there's some juicy, controversial ones. Yeah. That Unexpected. Unexpected. Absolute bomb droppers. And today we're going to shock the world and we basically have the truth here and we're going to let everyone know what the truth is. Yeah, we have our own opinions, but these are actually they're facts. Co- they're correct opinions, actually. Yeah, they're factual so, opinions. Yeah. So this is not a subjective list. We are objectively going to tell everybody what what is what it is. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, first off, we have some updates. Pebble Beach is coming up. Right around the corner. It's right. crazy. I feel like this summer's gone and so, now we're into the fall. If you don't know what Pebble Beach is, Pebble Beach or Monterey Car Week, uh, Carmel, it's one of the cool, if not the coolest, car week, in the car world. events. Yeah, hands down. In the world. Yep. It is in Carmel, California slash Monterey. It's kind of the same. They're like five minutes away, little towns. Very nice, very beautiful by the water in California. Beautiful weather. And it's a week long of events um, ranging from, well, it's just all sorts of events. Yeah, Mainly, vintage vintage racing. Oh, my Like gosh. vintage F1 cars going around, classic cars. A Concord to Elegance. Yeah, br- the, the newest, the latest and greatest yes. stuff you can, everything you can possibly imagine. If you're into cars, there, this is the Mecca. There's Chirons and F40s driving on the street. Yeah. It's and that's normal. It's crazy. Yeah, uh-huh. There's Chirons really parked time. on the street. I mean, good good cars. But what I was reminded at at Amelia Island was really good people too. Yeah, you know, we're just like everyone's passionate about the same thing. Everyone's having a good time. It's it's just a a wonderful event, and we're excited to be able to go again because we didn't have it last year. Yeah, and funny enough. Nathan, that is actually the first time that you and I met in person. It is. We had worked together a little bit online via email or phone, but we met in person. Nathan Mm -hmm. rolled up in a rental car V8 Challenger. You asked me if I had done any burnouts yet. That was probably my first question. It was your first question. (laughs) Hey, dude, I'm Alex. Did you do any burnouts in your Uh, rental car yet? Pretty much. And uh, it was love at first sight. It was love. Yeah, exactly. Start of a great friendship. Yeah. And. uh, now we're podcast hosts, so wow. wild how things work. Pretty amazing, but um, yeah. Any 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 other updates other than that? That's we're, kind of the biggest uh, news. Yeah, we we also announced on Tuesday. Um, well, we announced in late June, whenever this is published, that we are in full production of the Mammoth packages. Oh, are we ever? So the Mammoth TRXs, yeah. we've got like forty of them here. Man. We just vi- did a video with twenty-one of them that we're driving around. Um, 900 and 1,000. We've been talking about that for a while, but yeah. we're full-scale production. So many of them here. So uh, very, very cool. Yeah, it's nice to see. Um, But besides that, let's go ahead and dive right into this because we've been excited about it for a while. 
It's and juicy. It is juicy, and we need the most amount of time possible. Yes, yes. And guys, right up front, this is such a huge topic, and we will really want to do our due diligence, and we have put a lot of research and time and effort into this, and we want to do this right. So this is actually going to be a multiple-part uh, episode. So our first um, you know, multi-episode topic, um, but hopefully it's an interesting one, and hopefully it helps kind of settle some some debates um and really although we're joking that we're we're right you know our opinions are right which they are but we still want to hear from you guys if you agree or disagree with a category where we place a car or what we think about it tell us we want to hear about it and email uh, podcast at hennessyperformance.com podcast at hennessyperformance.com and just tell us that you disagree or agree whatever and the great thing is is if you write in um, you can be a part of the conversation because, as we said, this is a multi-episode um, topic, so it'll be good to hear your thoughts after this this first one. Right. So, um, well, let's get into it. So, this all came about, I mean, th- what? Wh- who is into cars and doesn't debate, is this a supercar or is it a hypercar? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't we, know. T- we've talked about it for years. For years. Um, so, before we get into that, we kind of have to talk about what is a, like what what is a supercar, um, but I think going back further, we have to talk about sports cars because that's kind of the Be- defining line. Before there were supercars, yeah, there, there were sports, sports cars. cars. Yeah, um, so we're gonna we're gonna define just briefly what's a sports car, what's a supercar, what's a hypercar, and why are there categories? And the reason why there are categories, guys is because you have these different levels of cars, whether it's performance or design, um, that that uh, just, it, it's hard to define them. Um, and, you know, when you get a car, like, let's just say the uh, the Corvette, let's just take a, a, a quick example of that. Well, what what is that car when you have a Ferrari 308? Or a three five five or something, you know what I mean? And so it's like, well, okay, we we have to have different categories, and so the different types of cars are the reason why we have these these terms. So that's it. Um, so what is a sports car, Mister Alex? Wow, that's such a loaded question, and and the that question simply is what brought up this entire conversation because we've just been debating it within our, amongst ourselves. Yeah. But in essence, a sports car is something that is two door in nature. Yep. And is generally, yeah, generally. Right. Or or we should say predominantly two door. Right. And we'll touch on why. And there's some side categories, but we're just, we're focusing on the three categories. But there are there are categories within. Yeah. Um, but two doors and sporty. It, it's, it's so what does that what does that mean? Exactly. What does it mean? It's derived of a performance nature. So it is designed to have fun, be quicker than a commuter car, be faster, uh, and for pleasure. So there it is. It it's not designed to just get the job done from A to B yeah. with, with cargo and people. Yep. The Mazda Miata is not designed for that. You're supposed to get in it and have fun. Not a family car. Exactly. Not a family car, not a commuter. Would it be fair to say a sports car is 
a bit of a selfish vehicle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's a it's a it's 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 a toy. It's a toy. Yes. Yeah. So, it's, it's and we love toys. The, it's birthed out of fun and joy instead yeah. of purpose. Or its purpose is for fun and joy versus for practicality. Practicality, yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah, basically, yes. Yeah. So it's not, it's not a sedan. It's not a people mover. It's not a cargo carrier. This is a fun mobile. Yep. Um, and as we're going to get into right now, you've got quite the range when it comes to sports cars. Yeah, and each category has a range. And we've talked about having tiers within the range, but at the end of the day, it's still in the category. Yeah, so, so let's get into it. Let's just talk about some of the sports cars that aren't really much of a debate, right? There's some that we can all agree on that, okay, yeah, that's a sports car. No one's going to argue it. So first things first, I already said it, Mazda Miata. That's kind of the entry level, bottom of the range sports car that somebody with, you know, $25,000, $30,000 uh, can go out and have a little toy mm -hmm. and some other ones like along that range and kind of the tier one per se sports car entry level sports car the fiat 124 which is kind of the same car honestly they look like so similar it yeah it's built on the same chassis yeah um and we should say we're gonna start with we're, we're gonna start this we'll talk about we'll go back in time later yes but right now we're just gonna be in present day Okay, so just just so we're clear on that, but yeah, so the Miata, the Fiat One Two Four, Civic the, Si, uh, Civic Si, uh, the Toyota GT Eighty Six, yep, BRZ from Subaru, V Six Mustang, Camaro, Challenger, and now I should say, I'm sure everyone out there knows knows this, but we're we every single car that we've mentioned right now is two hundred ish horsepower nothing right, special right. two doors two seats maybe it's a two plus two with like you can sit in the back if you chop your legs off but <laughs> it's pretty much a two-seater a little bit of cargo room for a weekend bag duffel bag yeah but that's what we're talking about and these are all fun cars to drive the miata manual the gt86 manual in fact have we mentioned a car that you can't get in a manual in i don't think uh not yet I don't think yeah. you can get all those in a manual. They have low centers of gravity. Uh, they can corner well. Uh, you could. They could be good autocross cars. Three hundred and fifty. Three hundred and seventy Z. Yeah, yeah, and that the three hundred and seventy is kind of one of those fringe cars that really enters into the mid tier. It does tier two sports cars, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. would start to include three hundred and seventy Z Mustang GT, Camaro SS, uh, the three hundred and ninety two um, Challenger some of those cars like that that are same idea little more expensive maybe more horsepower maybe bigger engines it's fun turned up a little bit exactly just a little more fun yeah it's like maybe if you're in a different i don't know you have a little bit more money you want a little bit more fun yeah well there's a sports car for you too exactly you don't have to you don't have to get the the entry level so, um, have we missed any entry level ones? I don't, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm sure this, this there, is not going to be comprehensive. I'm yeah, sure there are. I, we're, we're not here to focus today too much on the sports cars. Yeah. It's, we're not, there's not tons to argue about. What we are going to focus on are, are the fringe ones. Um, but 
in the tier one or entry level or mid level sports cars, yeah, there's there's tons and tons and tons of options. Yeah. Um, and then when you kind of get towards the higher end sports cars, there's a lot there as well. So it's kind of interesting. The bottom of the range, the entry level is maybe like a twenty to twenty five thousand dollar car. And then the top end range of a sports car can go all the way up to a hundred, hundred twenty. It could, yeah. So it's what? Wild. So so you said the the entry level is what is that around? It's like the yeah. Civic SI start. I don't. Yeah, it's like twenty, twenty two, twenty five. Yeah. Okay, twenty five uh, to thirty five. Yeah. yeah. Or, or maybe maybe to forty. I would say when do you, when do you get into mid thirty thirty five to forty is starting in that tier two level. And that's probably going up to like sixty five grand, and then so from sixty five to a hundred like a, like a new Mark Five Supra that'd be a tier two, and they're like fifty five grand, brand new. Uh, Boxster Boxster S, yeah, that's a tier two. Well, two, two. It, yeah. it has to be. It's a tier two. Yeah. A nine eleven, right? Wow, it's already three. getting juicy. Oh my gosh, there's, <laughs> woo, yeah. So so okay, so that's a good. I think a Boxster is a good one because that's a ser- I've I've been in a, a Boxster driven hard. That's no joke. I mean, that's Serious a car, fun yeah. car. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, and they're not cheap either. Right. I mean, I just, the, 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 whatever the anniversary one that they just came out with is like over a hundred grand for a Boxster. Ooh, wow. So, so sports cars, there's quite a range. And then if we start talking about like s- really serious uh, driver's cars, Lotus Exige, yep. Lotus Elise, Lotus Evora. I mean, those are cars for, for drivers who they're not just the average guy who's like, I just want a fun car. The, you have to know what in the world you're talking about. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, yeah, man, an Elise, but that, that is a sports car. And why is it a sport? Why is it not a supercar? Cause people would look at that and they'd say mid engine. It's everyone knows it's one of the best handling cars in the world, it doesn't get much better than an Elise or an Exige. Um, why is it a sports car? Why is it not a supercar? So that goes into our scale, our our me- metric measuring device that we've created. Our our cornerstone, our plumb line, true north, our as true you said. north. And, yeah, and this is actually patented, trademarked, copyrighted. Yeah, so don't so, don't try and steal it. Yeah, so you it's, can't use it. It's a three axes <laughs> scale. It's a 16 axes <laughs> yeah. metric. There's 97 uh, measurables. We used AI to determine all of these. Yeah. NVIDIA deep learning technology. Yeah, thank you. So it's based mm-hmm. off of performance, of yep. course. Of course, has to be. Design. Yep. Proportion. And, yeah, design proportion and the valet wow factor. Ooh. That's a huge one. It and is it's, a big one. And it's purely objective based off us. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. So this is the most subject. This is the that that's like the mystery category, right? But here's the thing with that category: it matters. It matters, and listen, you know it when you see it. Exactly. You ab- It's inarguable yep. when yes. you see it. So yes. those are the three categories. Present, so, okay. Presence. So now let's bring this into. Now we're into this like upper crust tier three, whatever you want to call it, uh, top end of sports cars. Why are these sports cars not supercars? Let's get into it. Lotus. And by the way, really quickly, <laughs> this is not a knock on any brand that oh, we're talking no, about. No, no. And in fact, 
if you go online and go to, to, to these brands we're going to talk about, they themselves will most likely say, yes, it's a sports car. It's whatever. So anyway, okay. Lotus Elise succeeds Evora. Yeah. So performance-wise, mm-hmm. it's certainly in the sports car category. It doesn't quite meet the supercar uh, performance level that you would expect. Yeah. Although they're fun to drive, they are quick, they do handle well, uh, just not quite there. The design certainly starts to enter that supercar questionable range. Mm. Mid-engine does have some presence, does look a little bit exotic, oh, certainly does. a little bit more rare. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, they are smaller proportional cars. Smaller in size. Yeah, smaller in size. And a supercar tends to be a little bit bigger. It can be. Um, this to me, the the Lotus, the Lodi, what are you? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The Lotuses. There is a, in each of these categories, you'll see, and, and we all know this, but there are these cars that blur the lines. And for me, the Lotus, the these cars we just mentioned are cars that do blur the lines. Yes. And this is why. Because it, it's it's a debate. There is something to talk about. Like, is, is it, it a sports? Is it a super? Absolutely, car? absolutely. Um, but at the end of the day, here here's why. Because I guarantee you that if I'm at in Angeles Crest, which is an amazing driving road in in uh, in L.A., Los Angeles, California, and I'm in an Exige, or dude, I'd even take an Elise. Let's take an Elise. Yeah, I would smoke an Aventador S. Yeah, I would. I would. I would agree with easily. That. Yeah. Easily. And yeah. I might, he might not even make it down the mountain because of brakes or whatever, because so just on performance alone, it's interesting because this is, this is a sports car with supercar performance in Exige. Absolutely is. That is a seriously quick car. But when you stack it up against, let's just take the Aventador for instance, Totally different presence. The presence is totally different valet and wow factor. Abs- that's it. And that's why it it knocks it back down to a sports car. But you know what the cool thing is about this? We talked about this, but true drivers, the Lotus owners, have no problem with that. Yeah. They're not looking to nope. be flashy. They just want a, a sports car. Yeah. A, a true that, driver's car. Yes. And um that's that, really fun. Yeah. So that's why that that's there. But now let's talk. Let's. Uh, what wh- What do you want to talk about next? The uh, Let's talk about nine elevens. Okay. This is so. This is this gets pretty crazy because yeah, the nine eleven has a pretty large model range, huge ranging in price from a hundred uh, to the GT two RS. Uh, that's you know what what are they like three three fifty, uh, and weirdly enough, cr- this is crazy, and people are gonna. Just go nuts, but this is the truth, and we're gonna tell you why. But the whole 911 range are all sports cars. Every single one. All of them. Yep. It's crazy. So let's let's talk about why. The 911, just Carrera, 4S, you know, the Targa, that model range is the tier three. If they're all tier three, but you know, it's kind of the top end range of a sports car in terms of performance. And then when you talk about a GT3 or a GT2, you're now talking about supercar performance. But at the end of the day, it's the same car as a 911. Or, it, you know, they're all, they're all the 911. It's just 
they turn up the power, they turn up the uh, performance, the trackability. It's the, the same package. Exactly. It's intrinsically, you can't change what it what it is in its nature in terms right. of where it begins life. Exactly. And they're all named Porsche 911 GT2 RS. Yeah. So it's a 911. So when we talk about cars blurring the lines, I mean, I don't know how it gets much there. There are some that are equally as controversial, but man, a GT2 RS right. is, is that hypercar performance? I mean, it's, it's close. It's, up, it's close. It's, it's tier two, tier three supercar performance. Yeah. But in a sports car package. Yeah. Which is really cool. It and is. it's a total line blurrer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, unfortunately for all the GT3 owners out there, you don't have a supercar. But you know, I th- I think they like that. I think Porsche owners like being under the radar. And again, it's not a knock on, we're not saying no, it's no, not an not impressive car. Oh, it has tons of presence, big wings, you know, very cool. They they always roll around with supercar groups. They do, and they're they're absolutely at home there. But when we when we go back to the metric, though the performance may be off the charts, when when we say design, we're not talking about good or bad design. We're talking about proportion, we're talking about stance, we're talking about dimensions, we're talking about the way that it makes you feel when you see the car. Uh, and this, it all leads into that valet factor. Yeah. All of those things combined equal kind of the valet factor. It's not up there with the 911. Right. And it was never meant to be. You know, the 911 was the reason why, you know, the reason why the engine's in the back is so you could fit four people in it. That's why, that's why a 911 has two back seats. Of right. course, they don't work. And it was, it was designed to be like the people's commuter car, right? Yes. Yeah. So intrinsically it it's it's a amazing sports car. Is it the best sports car in the world? I'd say so. I, yeah. Without you could a doubt. certainly make that strong. No, how, argument. Tell me something that's better than a GT three. Yeah. I, I don't know. To drive, to own. You could you could daily a GT three easily. That's the best. Yeah. We talk about this again. What's the best daily? That'll be another um yeah. uh podcast. But GT three, how does it get better than that? Um it's the best it is the best sports car uh but that's why it is a sports car um with at times supercar performance yeah and i kind of like it because they're not really trying to be anything else they Mm -hmm. just make the 911 amazing and it just keeps getting better but they don't try and you know change it too much it's like don't don't fix it if it's not broken yeah and every now and then they come out with their super special career gt 918 uh, that we'll get into later. I'm glad you brought that up because some of you may be out there saying, you're crazy. A GT2 RS is that's a supercar for sure. Right. Listen, Porsche is telling you it's not a supercar. Why? Because they make things like the Carrera GT and the 918 that are supercars, exactly. that are hypercars. Exactly. So they themselves categorize, it, they, yeah. they kind of tell you themselves. If the GT2 was a supercar, why would they make the There'd other There'd be things? no reason. Exactly. It'd be end of story. Yep. Yeah. Great point. Fantastic point. So, um, so that's it for Porsche. Let's talk about, okay, here's another one while we're kind of up on, you know, the, the, the cars that blur the lines, sports cars with supercar performance, the GTR. This one is crazy. And we're going to have people like beating down the door, like ready to fight. We need witness protection. Yeah. (laughs) For, for the GTR for sure. So, (laughs) 
The Nissan GTR. Okay, we love GTRs. I uh, yeah, great cars. So cool. Amazing value for money. But is it a supercar? No, it's not. Why? It's the top of the line sports car. Absolute top tier three sports car. And it's one of the biggest, most controversial line blur, line blurring cars that we have on this list because it offers unbelievable supercar performance. It offers a lot of presence. But when you look at the car with design in like in mind, in reality it has it's two doors, but it has a back seat, it has a decent sized trunk, it's front engine, all wheel drive. It's not quite what a supercar is. Yeah, I actually changed my mind on this one um, until just until recently where I, I was adamant that it was the lowest level supercar that you could get. Right. Um, and the reason why I changed my mind to it solidly being a, a sports car is because if you guys remember when this car came out, what was it billed as? Like what was the, the headline of every single article? supercar killer like right. supercar performance can right. you believe it in in this kind of car yeah and it's 80 grand oh my and gosh. what has the skyline always been it's never been a supercar nope ever in the, fact the r34 and r33 and r32 were were actually like mustang gt competitors so it was like it used to be a tier you know a mid-tier sports car and yeah. only with the r35 they bumped it up to like oh my gosh this thing's crazy yep and, um, you know, when you go back to, uh, what was I going to say? Hmm. I can't remember. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say about it, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, oh, oh, oh this is it. So I was, I was telling you about a classmate of mine at the art center, um, a Japanese classmate. And I was just saying like, man, I, you know, I love like the, the R32s, R30, all that stuff. Yeah. And he, he was just kind of like. Yeah, it's really not a big deal back in Japan. Like, they're everywhere. Right. Yeah. And so... It's just like how we view Mustangs here. Yeah. 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 Like, in, in England, it's kind of a big deal to see a Mustang, which right. is hilarious right. to, for us to think about. Yeah. But that's how it is with this with the Skylines, the GTRs. It's not a big deal. Right. Um, And so, you have to look, kind of get the global picture on that car. It can't just be how we think of, of it here. Right. Um, and so, yeah, is it, it's a sports car with supercar performance. And it it is phenomenal supercar performance. Mm-hmm. So it's, and by the way, I love the way it looks. I, I still think it looks fresh, even though it's, what is it like 15 years it's old su- now? Yeah. It's super. It's really old. I don't know if I would agree with fresh. It's, it's dated. Okay. Not it fresh. It still looks good. Yeah. still looks good. I, I, and somehow it's still. But I'm still, ready for the R36. Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> are you ready for it if it's an EV? <laughs> I got, uh, no. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Let's okay. move on. <laughs> well, no, I've got another controversial. Well, not really controversial. Yeah. Let's move on to, uh, and well, this, this could be controversial. The, it, it kind of an exotic brand, Aston Martin. Yeah. I I agree. What you just said, Aston Martin, exotic brand. Mm-hmm. They are an exotic brand, I yeah, think. Yeah, low volume. Yeah, but what do they make? Do they make sports cars or supercars? I think they kind of have some models in both categories. Well, they've got models in all three now with the Valkyrie. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, but exactly. if we're stick, if we're sticking so, to the sports cars, right? Let's look at their range. Vantage yeah. entry level Aston sports car for sure. Front engine, rear drive, auto, mm-hmm. manual, super cool. V8. Hold on a second now. This is interesting that we're 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 so sure that that's a sports car, but I would I was saying that the AMG GT is a supercar. However, it's basically the same car. Wow, and the drama rolls in. Huh. So did I, did I just convince myself that the AMG GT is I think you did. And that's car? why I actually wrote it over here because I think the AMG GTR what? is it not a competitor with a 911? Same category, right? Oh, they do compare 911, to 911, like a, a, a AMG GTR, um and an Aston Vantage F-Type Jaguar. Well, hold on. But the the Vantage is never Well, okay. Mm. The Vantage is compared to a 911 Turbo. That's interesting. Yeah. And the the AMG GTR is com- is 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 compared to a uh, a GT th- uh, three uh, GT three RS. Yeah. And, and those then, are all supercar. I mean, they're all sports cars that have supercar performance. What about the Black Series though? It's a it's a massive line blur, but why why would the why would the black series thousand dollars? Why would the black series be in a supercar category if a GT2 RS or a Turbo S aren't? You're right. They're line blurs. They're sports cars at the top top end range. So that have supercar performance. So re- so would you agree with this that the AMG GT did not? It wasn't a like for like replacement of the SLS. Correct. The SLS, weirdly enough. Is it enough, because of the doors? It, the SLS is a supercar. But let's I agree. Let's rewind and, and think about why. Because we're talking about when cars were released at that time with all the other competitors, where did they fall in place? The SLS falls into supercar because the performance when it was released, the design was like more It's got way more presence in the AMG yes, GT. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. And the valet factor. When the valet oh, yeah. goes and as opens the door for you, door, you get parked up front. Yeah, supercar, yeah. easy. And then the AMG GTR, it it has like all the same proportions of the SLS. No crazy doors. Um, they're not the. They're. I mean, they're similar, but they're not the same. Okay. It's not as the proportion is not as. Um, uh, what do I want to say? It's just not the same. It's it doesn't have the same presence. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I then That's I just changed crazy. my mind. Yeah. All right. AMG GTR. Wow. GTS. That is controversial. Cars. That's a controversial one yeah. because when we say that the AMG GT Black Series is a sports car, isn't that crazy? We have some people out there that are listening right now that own these cars and they're like, "Whoa, I don't have a supercar." <laughs> I don't think they're saying that. I think they're saying you're wrong. <laughs> no, we already convinced them. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because remember, this is all factual. Yeah, but you know, that one hurts for me to say, but yeah. I think it's true. Yeah. I really do. Because, man, let's just take what we just talked about, Pebble Beach. When you go through that parking lot, how easy is it for to, to walk past an AMG GT? So easy. Like, and we love cars. But... But the, and we it doesn't even stand out. Sometimes you have to think about like we've talked about is if you're not a car person, what's that natural with what's the natural reaction with zero knowledge? 
If you park the AMG GTR next to a 720, for example, oh, what, what, not even close. Who's, what are they gonna pick as? Oh, wh- which one is a supercar? Yeah, yeah, Put a 570. Yeah, which one is a supercar? That exactly the 570. Yeah, yeah. all right. And which which one would I take over a 570? Not and, knowing and, anything. Yeah. Oh well, well, not knowing anything. Yeah, yeah. I would, in your people, scenario, people would probably take the 570 sure over an would. AMG GTR. Yeah, absolutely. But what's a way better car, like times a hundred? The GTR. Yeah. Especially for so talking that's about crazy. the Black Series. Oh yeah, because, yeah, yeah. I mean, because that, that car gets beast. compared with like seven twenty, seven six five in conversations and reviews, but it's it's kind of weird because they mm. in reality are well, different that, categories. I think that kind of proves the point even more, is because the argument is made like, well, hey, this is this is actually a competitor to the seven twenty, as if we have to be convinced. Therefore, it's not really, it shouldn't really be up there, but it is. And here's why, because of the performance. And I'd say, okay, yeah, performance-wise, it's it's up there. And congratulations, it's an amazing car. It's a sports car. Yep. Uh, okay, Jaguar F-Type. I think that's pretty, that's not controversial. I mean, even yeah. SVR. Some people say the SVRs are supercar, but it's, We did see that. It's, Here, and that's why we're doing this list. Crazy. is because we saw that on a supercar list. Yeah, it's SVR. just not, it's not a supercar. I mean, the closest thing, Jag, Jaguar has made super. they have made hypercars. Yeah. Um, that's not one of them. I, do you, do you remember the CX-75? Jaguar car from the Bond film. Oh, yeah, yeah. The orange one. I cannot believe they didn't make that car. That's a supercar. Yeah. Um, The F-Type, right? That's not that hard. That's not a... That's no. a, that's a sports car. No, that's car. not crazy. Okay, but, but, what, what but else? people lump that with the GTR. Oh, wait a second. We, for, we forgot one of the most controversial ones at the bottom of our list here. Oh, here we go. It's last, but it's certainly not least... You say it. Drum roll. I don't want to see. The C8 Corvette. Yeah. Honestly, it's not a supercar. Okay, why? So this kind of... looks. This it's is cringe. This is crazy because it... This one is... It actually goes against some arguments that we've made. And I don't know. We're going to have to debate this live on the air because the live. C8 currently only has... It's oh, one model, right? Yeah. Just the base Stingray, you know, with the convertible. It's a it's a 495 horsepower V8. It's mid-engine. So let's just talk about the scale. It certainly has the design of a supercar, I think. Mid-engine, two-door, you know, exotic looking. It's I'll I'll agree with you there in the same way that the Honda NSX had yeah, that had the proportions of a supercar. I'm talking about the original one. Yes, I agree with you. Where it's a mass produ- production supercar, right? So it's, you know what I mean when I say say that. Like it's, yeah. it's not compromised, right? Um, ergonomically, it's 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 not gonna beat you up to drive. It's got a ton. It's got a ton of. Storage space, you can still fit two, two golf clubs. Two golf club bags. If anyone still plays golf out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay. So, so continue. Yeah. 
certainly the base model is not a supercar in terms of performance. Uh, it does have some valet factor if you don't know anything about cars. <laughs> you would look at it and be like, oh, that has the engine in the back. Wow. Must be fast. It's really not that fast. Just the base model. But here's where I start to get kind of interested in the debate here because we made an argument about the 911 that even the GT2 RS that has insane performance that that almost is like close to some hypercar performance it's not it's not right it's a super it's a sports car right so we made that argument with the 911 range the C8 will eventually have more models Z06 ZR1 and even Zora eventually and the ZR1 and the Zora will have north of like seven, eight hundred, nine hundred thousand horsepower. And at that point, it's going to compete with cars that are tier three supercars and maybe even some tier one hypercars, which is crazy. So where does that leave it? If, if we said earlier that the C8 intrinsically has a supercar design aspect, it also has some valet aspects, some wow factor. And then when you turn up the performance and it has a thousand horsepower, where do you leave it? Because it goes against our 911 argument. It does. I may be jumping the gun here, but what's a 959? 959 was Porsche. When it was way. released, is a supercar. Because when it was released, it was in the pinnacle of cars. But isn't it a 911 at its heart? Isn't a 959 959? It is, but it's got the same it's got the same greenhouse, meaning the same cabin. Like, yeah, it's it's completely different, I get that, but you would be forgiven for thinking that it was a 911, just some variant of a 911. Yeah. I mean, I've, I I I, yeah. I, well, I actually think it's it's a hypercar, but um I, I could be convinced of the 959 being a hypercar, but, and I, I, but I don't think it has the hypercar presence, oh, even when it was released. Mm, yeah. The most technologically advanced road-going sports car ever built and forerunner of all forthcoming sports cars, one of the first high-performance sports cars. <laughs> Wait, so what are they, you reading? Uh, who, who said that? Well, I don't want to re- reveal my source, but oh, okay. I just Googled it. <laughs> Okay, don't read So it's on Wikipedia. Uh, but somebody wrote that. You know what the great thing is about Wikipedia? Anyone anywhere in the world <laughs> can write anything they want. So you know you're getting the best information possible. Famous words by Michael Scott. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, let's 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 bring it back. That just... I'm, I'm, it's a sports car. What is? The C8? Yeah, the C8. But, <clears throat> but the whole range is absolutely line blurring that... Eventually, when the Zora comes out, I don't know. It might have hypercar performance, but but is it, dude? There's no way that has to be a supercar. It's mid-engine, so the C8 actually is different than the than the 911 range, simply because of the design I and the way so. the where the engine is. And when when we originally had this written out, we we kind of agreed that the C8 would be treated the same as the 911, but I don't think it can. So. I don't we'll know. have to I'm wait gonna, and see I'm, when yeah, those I'm, models I'm come gonna out. I'm going to take a uh, an easy cop out here and say that those models don't exist ex- exist yet. Yeah. Okay. So the C8's a sports car. Yeah. And you know what? Ooh, 
but we do know the Z06 is coming, and we right. know what engine it has. Right. Still a sports car, though. It's going to be like 550 or 600 horsepower or 650 or something. It's going to... It screams, man. Yeah. But so does a GT500. So does a 350R. But then again, the Z06 has been benchmarked against 458. 458. So, Wow. That might the C eight range might be the most line blurring range. That's an enigma of all time. So I'm kind of mad at at us for saying that the AMG GT Black Series, the Porsche 911 GT2 RS, are for sure sports cars. But a Corvette C eight, whatever, is a supercar. I know, but they're they don't. I don't like myself for but, that. But think about I I t- I can I agree. But think about. You have to add in some factor if someone is looking at it with no knowledge of cars. Dude, the Black Series is essentially a GT car for the road. Yeah, that but, has presence. But the motor ain't in the back. Yeah, it doesn't matter this, though. That matters to like there is a factor of that for sure. Because we have to assume that this is like for the general population. Not everybody knows everything about cars. Okay, we're going to see a Black Series in August, and that decision is going to become even tougher. I'm telling you, the presence yeah. of that car, it's wider. It is so wide. It, that car will stop you. That car will stop you. Every every other AMG T will not stop you. I get it. That car will. Well, we're going to actually have to talk about this in part two because... We are running out of time. So please stick in for part two next week. We're going to finish up this discussion of supercar, hypercar, and the last of the sports cars. Uh, So stay tuned. You do not want to miss this because it's just about to get to the juicy part. It's going to be heated. Heated. Thanks for listening. See ya. (laughs) 